Hi there, I'm talking to you. Yes, you. My name is Sherry, my pup's name is Sunny, and we're training to be an animal-assisted counseling team. You're listening to the Therapy Dog Talk podcast, the show that interviews past, present, and future therapy dog teams about how they're making an impact in their communities. Today we're talking with Jenny, an occupational therapist in Southern California, about her experiences volunteering as a therapy dog team with her Labradoodle Harvey. We'll discuss why she was interested in working with a dog for occupational therapy, how she decided to volunteer through the Love on a Leash organization, and what Harvey enjoys about being a therapy dog. Before we hop in, if you're just getting started on your therapy dog journey and feeling a bit lost, I've put together a free guide for you, which you can find on my website at freeguide.therapydogtalk.com. Without further ado, meet Jenny and Harvey. Hi, Jenny. Hi. You had a big celebration this weekend, right? With Chase? Yes. So you're sitting here for a while. He won't stay for long. So <laughs> Chase finished his 52nd hike of the 52 hike challenge, which was really fun. And it kind of was a little redemption hike for Harvey and I since our 52nd hike, actually, we weren't able to complete it because he had bloody paws with all the snow that we weren't prepared for. So this was our 53rd hike, but I'm going to just call it our 52nd hike and it's going to be the ending of our challenge. That's awesome. For those who aren't familiar, do you want to tell them quickly what the 52 hike challenge is? Yes. So it's kind of a movement to like get outside and hike more. Essentially, the reason it's 52 hikes is because the goal is to hike at least once a week. Hence, you would get 52 hikes in a year. I know some people do multiple hikes, multiple weeks. For us, I kind of did more in the beginning because I knew summer we wouldn't get as many hikes just because Harvey doesn't really enjoy hiking in the hot summer. That's awesome. Well, hey, I mean, the year's not over. There's 52 weeks in a year and you're done your 52 hikes. So I'd say you did pretty good. Yeah, I wanted to make sure we finished before I left for my trip because I knew I wasn't going to want to hike when I got back. So I'm glad that we're done. I think my legs need a little bit of a rest, although I'm sure Harvey would be excited to do it again next year. I'm sure. Hey, Jenny, for those who don't know you, would you like to introduce us to yourself and Harvey and tell us where you're located? Yes. So hi, everyone. Jenny. I am Harvey's dad. Mom, here's Harvey right here. He is a four-year-old Labradoodle, and he is also a certified therapy dog. We are in San Diego, and I got Harvey knowing I wanted a therapy dog. I'm an occupational therapist by trade, and so my previous job was at a skilled nursing facility, and we loved every Wednesday the therapy dogs would come, and it would just bring so much joy to all of our patients. And I knew that if I got a dog, I would want to train them to be a therapy dog. And so therapy dog and their handler that I was absolutely obsessed with was a Labradoodle, and the handler was actually a retired OT. So I just felt like it was a sign for me. And so I found Harvey and started his training on my own and then went to a trainer here in San Diego to get the rest of his training when he turned a year and then we applied for his therapy dog certification. That's awesome. Jackie was just on last week and actually her dog Mango does some volunteer work in occupational therapy. So she was talking about how like they'll use him to have patients lean over and pet him so that it feels like it's something fun instead of like work. I know that Mango is a therapy dog, but I didn't know that they were working hand in hand with OT. That's awesome. Yes. It should be just things you do every day. And, you know, petting a dog is something you do every day. So that's great to hear. Yeah, definitely. So you got Harvey knowing that you wanted him to be a therapy dog then, right? 
What was that selection process like for you? You said you knew you wanted a lab, but how did you go about finding him? So I think because I had just fallen in love with this therapy dog team that I met from work and they were a Labradoodle, the dog was a Labradoodle, I kind of just had my eyes set on that. I had been researching and looking kind of for something for a dog with, you know, really friendly demeanor and that would lifestyle. So although I did want, you know, therapy dog, there's a lot of breeds that would do well being a therapy dog, but I also wanted a dog that would be active with me. As you can tell, I enjoy hiking, camping, backpacking. Those are kind of hobbies that I enjoy when I'm not working. So I wanted to be able to get a dog that I knew would also enjoy being active, kind of needed that activity to use their energy. And so in finding a Labrador, it kind of initially when I first got Harvey, I was like, this dog has too much energy. Like, I don't know if I can, this is like, what I need to do on my part as his owner to help him, you know, use that energy and be, you know, efficient in his everyday activities kind of thing. And so we've continued with his obedience training. So that's still something that we do now. Even at the age of four, we do group obedience training on the weekends when we are in town. And so I think just that aspect of that cognitive stimulation and then being like a working dog has been really good for him and me. Sometimes I think that he has definitely more energy than I have and I'm not sure which one of us is more crazy in regards to our hikes, but I think we're definitely a good pair. That's great. How old was Harvey when he first started being a therapy dog? We started his application shortly around a year and a half because he started doing his official like training with a trainer at a year. And then about a year and a half, we applied the organization that we are a therapy dog team for is Love on a Leash. And from that application, you're required to do 10 supervised visits before you're your own team. And because I work full time for me, scheduling and visits are harder to come by because I needed something on the weekends or something in the late evenings. So it took us about six months to finish all of our visits. But then his last visit was actually on his second birthday. And that's when he officially became his own certified therapy dog. That's so great. What made you decide to go with Love on a Leash? The company that I, an organization that I met at my old job was Love on a Leash. That was like Northern County, San Diego, and we're a part of Central County, San Diego. But after researching the different orgs here in San Diego and speaking with like the chapter representative, I really bonded well with the San Diego chapter representative. And so I just kind of went with that. But there are so many different therapy dog companies here, which is what's really great because I know, you know, therapy dogs services to all over the county, which is nice. Yeah. And I know sometimes the organization that you volunteer through depends on where you want to be a therapy dog, like what type of work you want to do, or if there's a specific business or organization that you want to work with. Yes, exactly. When mentioning the different chapters, of Love on a Leash, I noticed that like the central San Diego chapter had a lot more events that we could attend that were on the weekends and in the evenings, which would accommodate my schedule a little bit more than their events. Gotcha. I love that you met the organization in the chapter before deciding to go with them. That's really cool. What do you enjoy about being a therapy dog? What's his favorite part of doing the work? For him, I think it's the socialization. Every time we about to start, his tail is just wagging uncontrollably and he just gets to be in this environment with other working dogs. And the visit, I think that we enjoy the most is there's two. We used to visit the VA very regularly on Fridays and he would go into the spinal cord injury as well as the living center. And he would just, you know, sit there and listen and, you know, 
get all his pets in. But another event that I think he and I really enjoy is Pause to Read. So the County of San Diego, each library has like an evening hour once a month in which dogs just lay down and kids come to read to them. So there'll be an array of books out and the kids get to choose a book that they want to read to the dog. And they'll lay on this blanket and sit down with them or whatever it is that they're comfortable with. And they'll choose most of the time, like 99% of the time, they choose to read a dog, the dog. And, and it's, you know, improve and encourage kids to read more. A lot of the time, Kids are really shy to read to their peers or parents. The dogs don't judge them. They're just there to provide them love and support. And these kids aren't shy to read to the dog. And so it's a really great program. That's awesome. Did anything surprise you when you got started working as a therapy dog team? It sounds like you had a lot of ideas of what to expect, but was there anything that surprised you along the way? When I had Harvey before he was even a certified therapy dog, he would come to work with me and, you know, be in the therapy gym and kind of hang out. So he was always around that kind of environment. I guess one thing that did surprise me was when we were in a hospital setting and they tell you when you're on hospital visits that, you know, only one dog and handler in the room at a time. So you kind of cycle in and out. You know, you don't, have to go into every room that we all go into. Like if your dog's not comfortable with it, if you're not comfortable with it, then you can just pass and wait for the next one. And so something that surprised me is Harvey is a very friendly dog and is more than willing to say hi to every single person. But on one visit, we were on our way to stop walking and didn't continue forward. And I noticed that, you know, his tail was a little tucked. And so I said, you know, we're going to skip this one. And we kind of went off to the side. And I'm not sure why it might have been a smell or something spooked him, but he didn't want to continue. And so I think I was a little surprised in a sense that like, I thought he would thrive in that kind of environment because he's just been around it all his life. But I guess being warned that we don't need to go to every room, depending on how we feel and the dog feels. I didn't anticipate it actually happening to us, but I was surprised when he did show me signals that he didn't want to go to that room. Yeah, you just, you never really know, right? Like it could be something that you'll never be able to detect yourself, but they noticed. And so, yeah, it's really great that you're able to read his body language like that and know that probably not a good idea to go into this room. Yeah, and I think doing our visits so often, I it's just something that our bond and, you know, how close we've gotten over the like last few years doing our therapy visits. I don't know if we had been a new therapy team, if I would have noticed that maybe I would have, but yeah, like you said, like, I'm glad I was able to pick up on that and notice and kind of just, we just continued on from there. Yeah. Little Miss Coco says that they want to do the pause to read program when they get certified. So you've inspired someone. Awesome. If there's any advice you have for someone who's interested in becoming a therapy dog team. You know, ask questions to people that you know that are already therapy dog teams and kind of just researching what's out there that fits for you. I mean, I love Love on a Leash and I love the chapter, but that doesn't mean it's always a good fit for everybody. I think the fact that there are so many therapy dog organizations, just finding what's right for you and knowing that, like you mentioned, some organizations, programs, and events that other people don't. And so finding what's right for you and finding what's right for your dog. If it doesn't work out with one organization, there's always others. Just finding, you know, kind of the right fit for you and your dog is important. Yeah, I think that's really great advice. I think that's very, very well said. There's there's a lot of options and they're all different, just like we're all different and our dogs are all different. So it's you know, finding what works for you, finding what you're interested in, finding what works for your dog and kind of intersecting it all. So 
Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you so much, Jenny. It was really great to hear more about your story and get to learn more about your therapy work with Harvey. Thanks for having us. It's been so fun. And if anyone has any questions in regards to anything we discussed, I'm more than happy to help in any way. And we'll definitely try and help guide you in any way that we can. So if you're listening, you can find Jenny at Helper Harvey on Instagram. And she will be happy to talk to you, it sounds like. So thank you so much, Jenny. It was really great talking to you. And again, congrats on 52 hikes. That's awesome. Great accomplishment. All right. Have a good night. Bye. Thanks, everyone. (laughs) Bye, Harvey. I really hope you enjoyed this episode of Therapy Dog Talk. If you did, please do me a favor and leave a review and rating on the podcast platform of your choice. If you have a guest that you think would be a great fit for Therapy Dog Talk, send me an email at hello at therapydogtalk.com. Thank you so much, and we'll see you next week.